Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I am your host, Pollyanna Amazing. You can find me all over the internet, wherever you want to find me on Instagram at Buried Pleasures. You can find me at Twitter as Buried Pleasures. You can find me at buriedpleasures.com. I am also on Facebook as Pleasure Pathways. So please check me out. Uh, we are also part of Just Some Podcast Media family. That includes the Just Some Podcast for Advanced Practitioners with those lovely guys, Ben and Tom, and my lovely friend, David Metzger, who is Nurse Papa. Please take a listen to those. And today, my favorite, my absolute favorite and super awesome friend, Sunshine Ryan from Sunshine Ryan Tantra is here. And we are going to be talking about guarding the booty i know it's so fun we wake up and we have these wonderful conversations and then in between i get these amazing text messages from other friends that talk about their sexual uh fantasies and escapades and i'm just (laughs) like wow my life is pretty fantastic but the reason why we're here today sunshine is working on some uh new ways that you can own your own pleasure Sunshine, good morning. How are you? What's happening? Good morning, my dear. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) If you haven't seen or heard my show before, Sunshine and I are ridiculous and we will talk about anything and we get down to the nitty gritty dirt of it all. So Sunshine, you today. What's happening? Yeah, so I thought it would be a wonderful time to talk about ownership of pleasure. So we decided to call, what did we call it? Guarding Guarding the booty. booty. (laughs) (laughs) I love that title because who is actually guarding the booty? And I'm going to say that it should be you. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So I wanted to eventually we'll get into 12 things that happen when you start to own your pleasure but first let's just talk about you know why why are we why is it important to own your own pleasure like who is the gatekeeper who is the treasure keeper who owns the lock and who's got the key is that what you're trying to say (laughs) you know i think it's really cool that you are, are are delving into this subject matter just because in all honesty, sometimes, and I've talked about this before on my show, is we really do allow other people to take control of our pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it's just because that's what we are, are programmed to do in, you know, social media, in, in life and in the world. You know, we're always, what can my partner do for me? Why hasn't my partner been doing that for me or this for me? So yeah, let's talk about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, so this has been an issue that I've had to kind of deal with for, for a long time. So I have a kind of interesting story, but I was a child and then I was a mom and then I was married. And so nowhere in that scenario did I find myself until later in life. And so until that point, there was no, like, like there was actually no connection to myself. And so I was trying to like, there, here comes up that lovely term people pleaser. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I was familiar. Please everyone else, right? Like I was trying to please my parents. I was trying to be this amazing young mom because I didn't want to be fall into the statistics of being a young parent. Right. And then I also was a new wife and I wanted to be this, like, I wanted to please my husband and I didn't want anything to go wrong. Mm-hmm. But within that, I didn't. I had, I didn't have any ownership over myself. Gotcha. And so I feel like it's really important for this to just come across, especially for us women. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it's so easy for us to just be like, 
oh, well, not in these words so much, but oh, oh, that person like owns me like that. Person. Yeah, it's so much easier. And, you know, in, in a natural and theoretical, naturally theoretic way, um, <laughs> you, have to, you have to think about how we have transformed from like we're the closest relative to the bonobo, right? Mm. Uh, so how we grew as humans into this entity that we are based on our biology, which is really kind of, uh, it's an interesting thing. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of stuff on that this last week. So it's in my mind and fresh on how genetics really works and how we act the way we do, even though we don't think that we're doing it for any other reason than true love or whatever it has nothing to do with the natural state of reproduction or the lack thereof um so i think that that's a that's an interesting take on that as well so sunshine what have you been doing in all these years about your own pleasure (laughs) i don't give up my sexual information no You don't have to go into specifics, but let's talk a little bit about what it is that you practice that, or how it is that you became this person who wanted to practice for yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how many people I slept with, okay? I just don't know. I threw the number away, okay? It doesn't matter. I mean, you don't have a black book that tells all the details of all of your lovers? You know, at one time I <laughs> I freaking burnt that shit. <laughs> you need to. It's you get to that point where comparison is no longer even, oh, yeah. even a part of it. Right? Yeah, you gotta let it go. It's an attachment. That was a good right. day. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about me. No, uh, no, more about you. Why are you talking about you know those the taking over of your own? So place? here's the thing, right? So. So I found myself searching. So here I am, 34. I'm divorced, right? I've had I've had five kids. Bam. Okay. <laughs> Trooper. Right. And I'm like, okay, now I need to work on me. So I was searching for something, right? I was like searching and I'm like, what am I looking for? And I think a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm searching for somebody because uh-huh. there's this idea that we're not whole on our own, right? There's this myth that we have circulated in our uh, society for centuries that you're not whole unless you have a partner. Right. And I call bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing okay without a partner, aren't you? Oh, I'm fucking fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Best decision ever. (laughs) Well, I think it's just like everything else in life. You have you know, you have the way that you were brought up and then you have your ideal, um, scenario for life that you're trying to live up to, or that you hold yourself accountable for. And then moving on past that, it's not like you're the same person every day, all the time. Sometimes I'm work Pollyanna. Sometimes I'm, uh, kicking back with sunshine and Pollyanna, or sometimes I have to be business Pollyanna and that one, I don't like business, but it is what it is. It's a part of what you have to do. So we have all these, um, different people living inside these bodies, um, and, and finding a way to focus on that and, and bring pleasure into that. Even though we know sometimes we don't like to do some things, some things are necessary, but the pleasure part is interesting. Keep going. I want to know more. I figured out that I was out searching for myself. Yeah. And so I came across this word, autonomy. I never heard that freaking word before. <laughs> like, what is it? It's yeah. amazing, right? And so just real quick definition of what it means. Autonomy is independence or freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's one's like own will and one's own action and the ability to make your own choice. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> you see the lights like yes yes and so this word like it it was such a new concept to me and I was like wait what like I have authority over myself no. and then what else I learned was that I was allowed to feel joy 
what? And I think this is really funny, right? It seems like the most simple sentence ever. But yeah. how many times in your lifetime have you heard that you're allowed to feel joy? Right, right. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of what we do as human beings is we just go into things and we don't have an instruction book, right? We just go, we go all in. And I was thinking about this solely because <laughs> I had this conversation with a friend the other day over dishwashing soap. And I know this is such a far reach, but have you ever seen a kid put dishwashing soap into a sink? And they'll just pour the whole bottle or a husband or, you know, I, I, whatever. My husband's the best. He, I, he can do whatever. He does the dishes. I don't care. But anyway, like, do you ever, did you ever read the label on a dishwashing liquid bottle? Or in, 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 in congruence with that, I also watched a lady do a YouTube video on how to appropriately put a toilet seat cover on a toilet at the airport. Okay. Did anybody ever read the box or the label to see how you put that thing on there? No. You just do it. You do the best you can. You get the shit done and then you move on. Mm -hmm. And then here's the thought. Who told you how to do it? Who didn't tell you how to do it? How did you figure it out? Your, your human brain allowed you to figure out ways to get shit done. Right. And it doesn't mean it's the right way. And there may be easier ways. There may be different ways, but we all pick our way and we like, you know, because we're human, we like familiarity. We like the ease of knowing what's coming. Sometimes surprise is a little scary when it comes to day-to-day -day things. You like the norm, the huge. You like your morning routine. It makes you feel good. Um, but some people don't respond to that. Some people need crazy high, high times life just minute by minute. I'm not one of these people. I'm a planner. Ooh. I get nervous when I don't get to plan, but <laughs> it makes me crazy. But I do, I really try to kind of just let that go sometimes. Um, and I do a good job of that. Like once it's rolling, once the ball gets rolling, I'm in the game. I'm good. <laughs> but it's just that human nature to want to have that, um, that familiarity, that same, you know, like it, with a partner as well, you can bring that into it. You like the familiarity of having the same person with you, but sometimes you don't. Hmm? Talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and no shame in it. There's really no shame in it. And I know we lit, we laugh and we giggle about it, but honestly, as a species, are we meant to be monogamous? Like that's a question. So it is. And, and this is not to, uh, you know, to cast disparage on my marriage. I love my husband. But these are questions that as I grow as a human, I'm asking myself more and more, what does it mean to be that human? And how can we continue to roll this pleasure into our everyday life? So yeah, go <laughs> tell me how we, how are we going to roll pleasure into my life every day? <laughs> I learned over time that I had to trust myself. Oh yeah. You know, and I had to learn to listen to myself, which I think is such what you were kind of talking about, you know, listening to yourself, but you can do it in a way where you can use pleasure instead of like pain or your suffering or your trauma, right? Right. And so I found out over time that pleasure is and was and became my absolute favorite tool for healing. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is why you should own your pleasure mm -hmm. and not give it away. And every time I say that, like <laughs> own your pleasure. And I, <laughs> I always think of like this dude and he's like, who's is it? <laughs> Just like, that's oh my God. shit. That's what that is. Uh -huh. It's yours. But I want next time someone asks you, <laughs> who's is it? I want you to say it's mine you know, but I'm willing to share. Right. Oh, that's, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to ask every time though. Like <laughs> Every time. Okay. okay. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I like it. You know, I, I like the fact that again, I, and I see, I, I've seen this happen in my own personal life. And so I can only speak to that, you know, or, or the people that message me all the time <laughs> and how, we allow other people to really take charge of our pleasure. And we also allow them to push our boundaries, right? So 
And, and when you're in a relationship with yourself, you're the only one pushing those boundaries. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you really have to go with what, what makes you feel good. And that can't be a bad thing at all. No, which brings me to getting into the 12 things that happen when you own your pleasure and you just hit on the very first one. And the very first one is self-relationship. Yeah. So I'll give a little bit of a definition and then we can just talk a little bit. So self-relationship is building a relationship with yourself, (laughs) but it's also learning that you don't have to change yourself to satisfy other people. Right. And so what we're doing at that point is that we're allowing ourselves as we are, who we are, without feeling like we need to complete somebody else. Right. Right. I like that. Um, I, I, in my personal life, again, I speak to my personal life because it's my show. I can do whatever I want here. Uh Um, (laughs) I have, in all honesty, gone from relationship to relationship to relationship. I've not there was a, a maybe a period of time um, in my 20s, my early 20s, to which I was single, living the life, you know, had my own apartment, didn't have to have a boyfriend or anything like that, um, that I explored more of that than now at my almost closing in on 50-year-old self. <laughs> so I have, you know, I'm just like every other nurse out there who has some component of codependency. I need to have somebody to make, I need to have a project person to make me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, In the past, that has been a huge thing for me. And I'm trying to like, systematically, I have tried to stop doing that. And, you know, my partnership now is perfect because we allow each other the autonomy to make our own decisions. We do, we do everything together that we want to, but there are times when you know, husbands and wives don't always like to do the same things. We know this, (laughs) you know, I'm not down for watching football 24 hours a day. You know, that's not a thing for me. So I do other things while that's happening for my own pleasure. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, But bringing, bringing that, that back to myself, it's very hard for me to think about being alone. And that's one of the things I admire so much about you, Sunshine, is that you have taken this being single and turned it into something that I've never seen a single mom be able to do the things that you do. So I'm very (laughs) impressed with what you do because it's like, holy shit, what have I been doing all this time? I, and again, I have to stop comparing myself to that because Mm -hmm. that's your life and your perspective on it. And and I can sit over here and be like, all right, so I'm going to take what I see about this, this, and this, and I'm going to incorporate that into my day to day and right. see if it works for me. And if it doesn't, then we'll just stop doing that. But if it does work, how great could that be? Right. And I always say, take what you need, leave the rest. Right. Yeah. That's, that's it. All right. Step two. Okay. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> The number two, one of the number two, well, it doesn't matter which order. Oh, order. gotcha. Things that will happen mm-hmm. when you start to own your own pleasure is that you will start to trust yourself and your intuition. Nice. So we usually have this whisper of mm-hmm. self-guidance that most people like to ignore. <laughs> and so what this does is it brings you back into relationship with your body centers and your like core feelings and your inner intelligence and your own leadership. Right. right. Yes. And I love just like the trust and intuition. And the more you start to count on it, the louder it becomes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. hey yeah if you would get woken up at night from a voice telling you to not do something just don't do it don't do it it's your internal voice saying hey uh danger 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 and that's you know our brains are built that way we have the ability to foresee things that we know that are going to be bad um bad for us that's how genetics made us that's how we are who we are as humans And that's an important part. All right. This is so much fun, sunshine. (laughs) Okay. Number three is esteem regulation. Oh, 
Nice. So not to be confused with self-esteem self-esteem because self-esteem fluctuates mm -hmm. depending on circumstances. Right. So if you have esteem regulation, it can help you stay steady. Okay. And so self-pleasure, owning your self-pleasure helps with the regulation. So like sometimes next time you make a mistake, you're like, oh, I made a mistake, but that doesn't affect how I feel about myself. Right. 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 I, I, I love that. It's, it's just such a, you know, you don't think about on the, on the daily, how much you affect your own well-being, And like you get into those cycles of negativity and that sort of thing. That's, you know, if you have a constant level of esteem, just like you were saying, mm -hmm. um, you, you can't, well, it's just like the phrase, if you're real with yourself, you can never be offended, right? Mm -hmm. That is that, that's that all in one package. If you already know who you are and, and what you can, what you're capable of, regulate that, keep it going. You know who you are, mm -hmm. own it. I like it. I love this. This, this is awesome. <laughs> I love the owning list. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number four. Mm. It helps you build emotional intelligence. So we start to understand that our emotions are emotions mm -hmm. and that they're used to help us understand, manage, comprehend, communicate, mm -hmm. empathize and work through both easy and hard aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. But they're not there to, to, what is the word I'm looking for? I have the example of like, oh, I'm so angry. I, I, I hate you. I'm so angry right now. I hate you. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you start to get more emotional intelligence, it's more of, oh, I'm so angry right now what is this revealing to me? What, what, what do I need to see here? Right. <laughs> this is a common theme for me lately. <laughs> what exactly is what's, what's, what's being brought to the forefront? That's it. How, how the blame out, right? Mm -hmm. right. Well, and that is the biggest part of how, you know, dealing with situations that are out of your control. It's mm -hmm. your perception of what's going on and how like everybody is not always against you. Everybody is not out to make sure that you're having the worst, most miserable day. Mm -hmm. It's things are happening in succession mm -hmm. and how well and how capable are you of dealing with those things that are happening mm -hmm. and you are making yourself angry mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're angry. Do you get you, like, you're, you're not just angry. <laughs> Sunshine, I want you to be angry right now. It's not like that. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of miscommunication because people don't communicate well. And when we're, when we have our feelings hurt and when we are not happy about what's going on, things are said sometimes that are just, once something goes out into the universe, you can't bring it back. Right. Mm -hmm. No matter how hard you try. Mm -hmm. So for that, what I do for myself is I say, I wish myself health wealth and love. And I do that for a lot of things. Whenever I'm angry at people anymore, that's what I'm doing. I don't take it to a God. I'm so angry at you. I just want to run you over with my car. I used to do that kind of stuff, not run people over with my car, but you know, in my mind, that was my rhetoric. I will, oh yeah, right. I, I would say things like I will cut a bitch or I'll run you over with my car. I will flatten your tires. Like that was how, that was my normal joking rhetoric. I didn't run over people. Mm -hmm. just my little brother I did run over my little brother <laughs> but anyway that was a totally different circumstance um he was fine there was no injuries but you know it's that you have to stop yourself when you get into that cycle of negativity and that for me lately has been a really big thing you know um through moving across country, work stress, new jobs, new people to talk to, old people to talk to. Um, you know, it's been a very advantageous year and a half, maybe. And again, I'm, you know, I'm working on it. And with the help of lovely friends like yourself, Sunshine, you can remind me that some days you just have to 
get yourself together, put your face on and go. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, emotions are so powerful. And I think a lot of people are scared to be emotional, but emotions are so strong to guide you where you need to go Mm -hmm. or to just lead you or to have you tap into that uh, intelligence. Mm -hmm. And so it's, of course we want to keep our emotions, right? Like that keeps us human, that keeps us real, but we don't want our emotions to rule us. Right. Right. That's the difference. Well, and and another thing I think that is compounding, and this is just anecdotal. um, I am definitely pre uh, menopausal for sure. (laughs) It's it's happening. So um, I'm feeling more and more like I have less control over my emotional state because of the hormone fluctuation. And I think as a medical provider, I I need to just throw in this caveat that if it gets to the point where you're feeling as a human being that you can't handle your emotions, it is so important for you to reach out and talk to any, you know, if you need a healthcare provider, a mental healthcare provider, a friend, whomever that you can find to help you feel, or at least explain how you're feeling so that you're not feeling alone in that. And that's one of the great things about having a lovely sangha full of people that, you know, uh, they understand what's going on. And, and I, I have friends that are older and friends that are younger, friends that have done this 20 years ago, friends that are, you know, just asking me, how's it feel? What's it like? Is it, was it terrible? Yeah. So <laughs> that's a, that's the greatest thing is to be able to, to communicate that feeling. So I encourage that for sure. Yeah, and that, that's a really big point. Um, and I'm glad that you said, you know, go get help. But a lot of us just need help regulating our emotions and our stress. Right. Um, because we're all on high alert right now. Right. Regardless of what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> We've all just experienced. We already were trauma, 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 I can't say it. Traumatized. Thank you. Traumatized society before uh-huh. COVID. We already were. But now we're just we're high sprung we're on high alert we all just went through a very traumatic event Mm -hmm. and so emotions are just going to come out but you know the more you have all this stress and this anxiety coming out you know the more you're open to illness right you're open to disease the more you cannot tap into your pleasure because you're just on a high alert right like you need to go and talk to someone mm-hmm. or talk to people like us, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there are other ways and using pleasure as, as a guide is such a nice way to get it done. Right. You're right. Absolutely. Keep talking about pleasure. Okay. <laughs> so number, we're only on number five. By the way. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Okay. Number five is self-appreciation. So self-appreciation is when you continuously acknowledge yourself with positivity. Mm-hmm. You notice that you are different, but you also notice that you, um, well, you notice that you are different, but you don't need to compare yourself to other people in the society. Right. You know, it's negativity narrows your capability towards greatness. So it closes you off. That's a great okay? sentence. but self-appreciation will expand that like your flower i like it so that's why it's so important just to appreciate yourself like how often do people do that every day like i appreciate you every day (laughs) there are days that i wake up and i am not appreciating myself not gonna lie yeah (laughs) I don't appreciate myself every day because I make really stupid choices sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but check your sentence right now. You said, I make really stupid choices sometimes, yeah. but you did not say I'm stupid. Oh, There's no. a difference there. Okay. Yeah. So you're still loving yourself. You are recognizing that, oh, I maybe didn't make the best decisions today. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a big thing in our house. You can choose to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's the consequences that you have to face after. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's a big thing. And I work for myself. So at the end of the day, I just like appreciate like, oh, you did a lot today, sunshine. Like, 
I don't have anyone else that tells me these right. things. Right. So I have to, I have to cheer myself on. Right. And and that might be another source of resentment in a couple relationship. Whenever you feel like you deserve to have a little pat on the back and you're not getting it. And it's like, oh, notice me, notice me. Hello. I'm doing all these great things and you're not telling me about them. That's one of the things I try to do on a daily because I do have a phenomenal um, support system here at home. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what I would do and don't want to find out without the assistance of my spouse. He's mm -hmm. awesome. He does everything that I need and he's uh, you know, and he's a cutie too. What do you do? Yeah, I, love that. <laughs> I got one of those. It's all right. You got me. Okay. <laughs> I'm my own cutie. Damn. That's right. No. <laughs> okay. Number six is um, compassion, sympathy, and empathy. Okay with a twist. No. <laughs> so these will, it, it starts to expand your understanding of walking in somebody else's shoes. Right. right. Yeah. And so it starts to help us understand that we could actually be anybody else in the world, mm -hmm. but we are who we are. Right. And so we start to go, yeah, I feel you. I understand you. I'm here with you. You know, I, I am. But the catch to this, the catch to sympathy and empathy and compassion is not to lose yourself in somebody else's feelings. Right. It's to be able to listen and witness and be like, yes, I'm here with you. But I'm only here to listen and understand your point of view. I'm not going to get lost in your emotional state with you. Right, right. I think one of the things that was really difficult for me rolling into a new lifestyle of using Tantra and, you know, shifting more towards a, a Buddhist practice throughout the day was trying to not throw out all my problems for somebody else to listen to before I ask for space. Like now I have the ability to say, but let's just take, for instance, you, you know, this for a fact, I will call you and say, do you have time for me to complain about a lot of things? Do you have the bandwidth to listen to me. Or if I don't feel like I, I can throw all of that information out there because I don't want to wait somebody down, then I just don't do that. I just, I, I stop talking. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I do. So it's a little bit of a, and I'm still working on this on a daily because I feel like I live in the middle of a soap opera sometimes. <laughs> Well, I think everybody must feel this way. Like, I think everybody must have the most eventful life like I have in that there's so many players in the game that you cannot make everybody happy all the time. And so you have to be very careful when you're trying to, to ask for help or ask for somebody to listen. You cannot be angry with that person for saying, okay, I'm holding space for you. That's all I can do. I'm not going to fix this problem for you. I'm mm -hmm. just here if you need to talk about it. And being that the person who's listening and not just saying, okay, we can do this, 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 and this to fix your problem. That's mm -hmm. not what we need to do. We mm -hmm. need to be there. I hear you. I see you. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to do. And also at the conclusion of that conversation, you should always say, I'm going to give you back all the stuff that you gave to me. And I'm going to take back all the stuff I gave to you mm -hmm. so that you don't have to carry that with you. And I'm not going to carry that with me. I think that's one of the most important things that I learned um, in the last few years is that exchange. Mm -hmm. There needs to be an equal exchange of safety and love and conversation that will help to build a better relationship between two, three, four, five people, whatever, however many people you have that you need to talk with. I think that's important. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Especially for us, you know, very open spiritual people, right. <laughs> the very emotionally intelligent that get a little bit, yeah, it gets a little tough sometimes whenever you're trying yeah. to deal with that. You know? And people often want to tell us everything all the time. <laughs> And so it takes a lot of just to go, you know, I, I do hear you. I'm here with you, but I'm not here to fix you. Right. Right. That's your work. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna carry your weight. I got five kids, me. No, I know. Basket <laughs> uh. is full. Okay. <laughs> and that's something also that you have to recognize again too. What you were just saying, you if you don't have the ability to listen to your friend, you know, at the moment, be honest and say, you know what, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, I'm not emotionally available to talk to you about this right now. Or maybe it's a topic that is something that is, I hate to use the word triggering because you know, I hate the word trigger. Um, (laughs) I know, but it's something that's very passionate in the mind of the person that you're trying to talk to. If they have an issue with you talking to them about it, you just, you gotta, you gotta hold it. You gotta write it down, figure out another way to go through it, but you know, be respectful of the people who are your friends and, and trying to help you. Um, yeah, that's a really hard, that's a hard lesson to learn because we haven't been raised like that. Right. 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 It's not, it's not a rejection. And I just want to make that very clear. Like if you're asking someone to listen to you mm-hmm. and they say, I can't listen to you right now because I don't have the emotional bandwidth, like mm-hmm. that's not a rejection. That's them loving themselves. Right. Right. Just like they want you to love yourself. Yeah. Right. And we have to respect that in our friends. And if you are a person who can't do that, then work on it, mm-hmm. work on it. And if you can, good for you, keep doing it because mm-hmm. it's very important. Um, it's something that I never thought about previously, uh, you know, just, I just want to tell everybody my troubles and I just want them to go away because it feels better when I talk about it. Right. That's not fair. Life isn't fair these days. or any days for that matter. It hasn't been fair. Um, We just go through life and just be decent humans. That's what we should be right now. (laughs) But moving on. Yes, hard to do. Right. The next one, number seven is playfulness. Oh, this is my favorite. (laughs) My favorite. Opening the door to pleasure. Mm -hmm. It allows you to let go of all the seriousness, right? Like it's like it's it starts to spark your creativity and your imagination. And so laughing like during pleasure just creates more openness. Like it creates this just place to learn and explore new concepts. And so playfulness supports freedom. Playfulness helps you to reduce shame. Mm And so it allows us more space for decision making. Mm -hmm. And then it also allows us to really identify with ourselves. And so we allow this silliness, this playfulness to kind of run through the go ahead and let yourself be humiliated, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) like it's so freeing Mm -hmm. because it helps you break down those walls. Yeah. So I think as we get older, we forget play but remember play is how we learn Mm -hmm. so yeah so it's so important so owning your own pleasure allows you to be playful right 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 I love the I you know in my relationship I'm I'm pretty ridiculous on a daily basis you know (laughs) you can't be um a sex educator and talk about sexuality and, and the act of sex and not be a goofball sometimes about it because, you know, and it's really strange. And again, I just, I don't know what the theme is bringing me back to is reading the labels on every product that you've ever had mm-hmm. or used and using it exactly how it tells you to use it. Right. <laughs> Nobody does that. Do they? I mean, like, honest to goodness, have you ever taken one tablespoon of dishwashing liquid and put it into your sink? I mean, is that what you've ever done? Or have you ever really um, looked at like hand lotion or something like that? And it says, put a pea sized amount of blah, blah, blah. You can repeat this many times a day, whatever. Nobody does that shit. They just put it on, you know, (laughs) a little squirt go Mm -hmm. Um, because there's no spontaneity in that. We just do it, go, it's over, but really we might not be doing it the right way. So thinking about doing it the right way in a cute and fun way. I love having, like, I'm a goofball all day long. That's what I do. (laughs) Agreed. No, (laughs) I know I can't help it. 
it's what makes me so popular with the kids, you know? <laughs> okay. Number eight, we're getting through the list. Hey, is planfulness. Oh, I'm not okay. getting it. So something that you almost never associate with pleasure. Yeah. But it actually helps you plan for the future. And I will tell you why. Because when you start to own and unlock your own pleasure, you start to realize that there is more life available for you in this world. Oh, yeah. And so naturally, you start making plans for the future. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, all these little doors are opening for you. Yeah. And you're like, wow, if I can experience these freaking orgasms. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, is that real? Can we do that again? <laughs> but then I'm like, what else have I been missing out on? Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So what else in the world am I not seeing? Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. Okay, number nine. Number nine is self-awareness. So you're like, didn't we already talk about that? No, we didn't. No. <laughs> so self-awareness is knowing that you are unique, mm -hmm. that you are separate, but you are still a part of humanity. Mm -hmm. And so this is where your values, your morals, your strengths, your weaknesses, they all come into play and they are not used as a place to judge ourselves or shame ourselves. It's used as a place to use the awareness to fuel your guidance. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Do you want to explain it a little more? Do you want to add something? <laughs> no, I, 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 think I was waiting for you to keep going because... <laughs> No, but awareness is a hard concept to understand, right? Especially like for you, because you work in the corporate world. I don't, right? So I'm very self-aware. I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the radio. Mm -hmm. I don't talk to too many people. <laughs> yeah. She's relegated to every afternoon making a text message. <laughs> so my intuition and my self-awareness is on point, right? Is there. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, that and my self-awareness is the awareness of others. That's that's yeah. what I do on a daily basis and, and wondering how I can make other people feel better because that is what I do, um, not only as a job, but in my life, that's what I try to do. And it's very difficult. It really is. Well, right. Well, here's the thing. Like if you are not aware of yourself and you are not sure of how you're actually doing, you can't actually take care of other people properly. Correct there's a disconnect there correct <laughs> correct <laughs> not a lie yeah it's very difficult <laughs> i don't know how else to say it it is sometimes very adventitious to take care of people who don't appreciate you mm -hmm. um who are there for service um and they don't you know again it's an exchange of they are paying a bill to have you talk to them. So it's taking loving and caring people who love to care for people, and putting a monetary value on it. And then, you know, how is that supposed to work? If somebody came to clean your car and they didn't do a good job or you perceive that they didn't do a good job, you don't want to pay them. Like, what are you asking me for money for if you're going to do that? I could have done that myself, right? Those are the kind of things that happen. And that's the fee for service world. That's what we, that's what we live in as providers these days. And it's kind of, it really stinks sometimes, <laughs> no lie. Um, but you, you just do the best you can. And, and I have made it a, you know, a daily mission to, um, I, I say, if I can make somebody have five minutes of laughter and fun and conversation, then I'm doing the universe a service by helping them to have five minutes of their day. And, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate those people that allow me to do that for them. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in the medical world, and I've said this a few times to people, but um, 
I always feel kind of bad for the medical staff and the medical <laughs> world. And I'm just like, because their self-awareness is so diminished mm -hmm. and their self-care is like sometimes non-existent because they're so overburdened with so much work. And I have always said like, nurses and medical staff should be like the fittest people in the world like they oh, should come no. to work and there should be like yoga classes in the morning adorable and they have the healthiest food oh, and yeah. like all, and i was like what but no like they have no downtime to even breathe no and you can't pee for sometimes 12 14 hours they give you donuts or pizza because oh. you're working really hard um <laughs> and that's kind of there i mean I will say I, you know, I'm out of the in hospital world at this point, but you know, that was the big thing on night shift. Oh, you, you know, day shift would get these big catered lunches and stuff with some healthier foods. Night shift gets a box of donuts and a pizza. Um, and, and you're already working night shifts. So your circadian rhythms are jacked. Your, you know, your hormone levels are ridiculous your ability to get rest and or, or sleep and get rest are diminished greatly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but you're making more money. Yay. <laughs> so yeah, not, not a healthy, the things that we are asking of people sometimes are a little bit much, but again, what do we do if we don't have that? Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of numbing out in the medical world. Oh, for sure. Sure. Mm-hmm numb from the end <laughs> of the hair <laughs> yeah. from the end of the hair down to the toes that's how numb some people yeah are. yeah yeah self-pleasure can help with owning your pleasure <laughs> well again i i take this as like this is almost like my 12-step program that you're talking about right now okay <laughs> this is how you start to realize that holy holy shit you just i'm not done anything good for myself I'm doing so many things for other people, but is it quality things that I'm doing because I'm just doing it out of necessity, not because I have the time to do it or, you know, I, I want to do it, but I got to get it and I got to get it done now. So let's just get it done and go. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. So number 10 is self-governance. And so that's just the ability, like we were talking about before to just self-govern yourself. Mm-hmm to own your choices and to listen to yourself without guidance from another source. Right, right. Without having your boss tell you to do it, without right. having your husband to tell you to do right, it. Right, exactly. Your kids to tell you to do oh, it. Oh, I have my my magic sunshine that comes up in my mind with doing things. That's what, I, that's what I call her now, magic sunshine. Um, she's like Siri, except for, you know, a little more sexual. <laughs> All the time. No. <laughs> All the time. Uh, yeah. Like sunshine. Hey, sunshine. Am I doing the right thing? Not if you're not in a bathtub. That's what it says. Thank to you. Me. <laughs> I love that. All right. Moving on to 11. <laughs> 11. We start to learn our wants, our needs, our desires, and our boundaries. Ooh. All of these. Mm. So through pleasure, we start to understand our own needs. Right. So we begin to we begin to communicate this because we like it. <laughs> right. Right. And so we're like, oh, I know what my yes is. I know what my no's are. I know what necessity is. I know what a maybe is, and I know what a boundary is. Mm -hmm. And we start to become more comfortable in speaking this, mm -hmm. in speaking our needs, our wants, our desires, our boundaries, because at that point, it's starting to come from a place of love mm -hmm. because we're taking care of ourselves. Right. So when you start to feel pleasure and mm -hmm. you start to feel like, oh, I really like that, you start to build this thing where you're going to be like, you know, I don't like what you're doing to me right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to stop. Like it becomes easier. Whereas if we don't own our pleasure, then we let people still affect us in ways that we don't actually want. Right. You're right. And, but you know what, why is it so easy to drop our boundaries with people? Why is it, you know, we obviously as a society have boundaries set up, but it is so easy to be just, you know, complacent 
Why, why do we do that to ourselves when we know the end result is not going to be a positive one? I want to encourage people who are listening or watching either way. I want to encourage you to think about if you say, I'm not doing that again, then don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Don't do it again. Um, or I'm not dealing with that anymore. Then stop dealing with it. Make that decision. Make it a hard decision. Do it. Stop being rough on yourself or questioning yourself for holding on to those boundaries. Even if you think it's hurting somebody else's feelings, you're not mm-hmm. doing that to hurt them. You're doing that to save yourself. And that's the important piece of that, I think. Yeah. And sadly, again, the example between the difference between me and you, like I have more autonomy than you do. <laughs> Every decision I make has seven people that are involved in that decision-making process. Right. And yeah. where I have actually removed myself from that, it's been, it's been a long time to get here. Right. right. But now I, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And so now I'm in a space where I don't have to do that anymore. But you have to remember like, like people that have jobs that are high up, like people often tell them what to do and they have to do it. Yeah. They have to break their boundary because maybe they won't get a paycheck anymore. Right. You know, so the consequences are greater, but there becomes a point where is though are those, those actions that people are telling me to do, are those actually killing me? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like you said, um, dangling from a rope, my hands are bleeding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't let go. I can't let go because that's all I know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's below me when I drop. Mm-hmm. So the fear of the unknown is way worse than it's, you know, it's that whole saying it's, uh, the devil that, you know, right. Like you just go with that. The stuff that you already know, you already know it's going to be shitty regardless. So letting go, is it going to get even worse or there, there's a possibility it'll get better. So why don't we just let go? It's hard. Yeah, it is really hard. And I, I will admit, like, it was not easy for me to leave my husband of 17 years with five kids to become a single parent. Right. Like, that's insane. <laughs> it is kind of insane. No, I don't know. I mean, you, but you got to that point. You needed it, right? That's just how you had yeah. to do it. And even, you know, and so I kept saying, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. And I didn't know what was going to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the unknown is still scary. Right. But mm-hmm. I will take that risk for myself. Gotcha. <laughs> Most definitely every day. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You see this face? No. I love that face. I love that face. What number are we on? Are we at 12? We are at 12. 12 Okay. Number 12. When you start to own your pleasure, you will start to know your truth. Jeez. So opening the door to pleasure Uh helps you remember your truth. Mm-hmm. So it will directly show you what is working and what is not working in your life. That's true. And it will activate your life potential. Yeah. So pleasure is a lot like a magnet. The more you give in to your pleasure, the more this magnet starts to pulsate. Uh-huh. And what this magnet will do is it will pull in the things in your life that you need, but it will repel hard the things that are not working oh you'll figure it out real quick (laughs) really quick that's the that's the great thing about becoming a more aware um and you know awareness and ability to discern what you're seeing in a different way that's that it's perspective I, my whole thing, like I should, I'm going to write a book called Pollyanna Perspectives. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things that, you know, again, we could say or do whatever we choose to do. There are consequences for what we choose to do and they can be good consequences and they can be bad. When you say consequences, it always sounds terrible, doesn't it? The word consequences means something bad. But really, honestly, there can be wonderful consequences. There can be really good things that can happen out of situations. But listen, we just did a perspective thing, right? 
because if you do bad things, you'll have consequences. You hear that and you're like, shit, consequences? Ooh, I don't like consequences. Consequences sound terrible. <laughs> but really, honestly, it can open up to more than just negative consequences. There's some really good things that happen out there too. So we just have to get in the right mindset to uh, enjoy and continue that. That's that's what we have to do. Yeah, I was going to say, I like consequences. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's going to be Sunshine's new book, Consequences. <laughs> Punish me. No, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> that went totally different than what I <laughs> That's why I love having you on my show, Sunshine. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Oh, oh your favorite. So uh, important to own your own pleasure. Yes. Because it belongs to you. Mm-hmm. It is your booty. Guard that booty. Guard, Guard that it. booty. That's right. Guard it. <laughs> you are the treasure keeper. Sure. So just think about, you know, like you own the title. You are the owner, you're the authority, like all of that. Like first and foremost, that possession yeah. of you is yours. Isn't that great? Mm. Great. What a great topic today, Sunshine. Holy shit, you always come up with the most creative and cool things. So, Sunshine, yes. tell the audience how they can find you and all the amazing things that you do. Hmm. Mm. Mm, do you remember your website and things? <laughs> you can find me at sunshineryan.com or Facebook and Instagram at sunshineryantantra. Mm-hmm. And I am, what do I do? No. <laughs> I teach men, women, couples, anybody in between uh, tantra, sexual healing about the body. Uh, masturbation, self-pleasure, uh, ownership, solo play, whatever you want. I got it. No. <laughs> birthday. You do my birthday as well. I birthday. So if oh. you are in the, and you want to bring uh, natural birthing is my thing. So if you want to like face your fears and get it over with, so you can have a beautiful natural birth. I do that too. You're amazing. I um, always appreciate you. And I love it that you're, um, one of the most important people in my life. Thank you for being here today. I know I'm just going to keep adding it on and adding it on. Just makes you come back more often. Consequences, that's it. No. <laughs> so everybody out there, I am Polly and amazing. You can find me at buriedpleasures.com. You can listen to the podcast on any of the platforms that are out. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, uh, all of them <laughs> for the most part, everything, or you can just go to buriedpleasures.com backslash podcast to take a listen. And on YouTube at buried pleasures, please watch this video. Get to see sunshine in our underwear. It's the best. <laughs> anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed the, uh, guarding the booty show and the 12 ways that you can start owning your own pleasure. Please start doing that. It's um it's a great thing to be able to do. Sunshine, again, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. When it rains it pours, water's up to my chin. Won't stop fighting to the very end. Sunrise
Jesus.